It was approximately 1890, and a man by the name of Albert Benjamin Simpson was a pastor of a very prestigious church in New York City. Well, we know him today as A.B. Simpson, the founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance, but back then, he had a heart to win the people to Jesus, and he went out and started reaching out to immigrants coming into New York. Well, there were some of the members of this prestigious church that their sensibilities were really affected when he brought those immigrants among them. This was very disturbing to him, and he left that pastorate to start another church with these immigrants. But A.B. was also seeking Jesus, and he had some pretty incredible experiences with Jesus. So he didn't only stay in that church. He went around the country and he started several missions and he gathered people together that were like-minded. And not only did he challenge them to a deepening relationship with Jesus, but he gathered together funds in order to send people to the outermost parts of the world. That great commission where Jesus said, go into all the world, he took that seriously. He started in his Jerusalem, he went to his Judea, and he uh, rose up and sent people to the outermost parts of the world. So what does that have to do with where we're at today? Well, let's pray, and I'll tell you the rest of the story. Father, thank you for that incredible invitation to go into all the world and make disciples, to start in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the earth. So Father, I pray that you would take this word Spirit, that you would translate it into our lives to leave from here this morning to do what you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning is a very special day. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers. It's also um, the show and shine. Haven't been able to do that for two years, and so that's kind of fun. And uh, so our big show and shine. But we're also doing a commissioning service. Commissioning means to send. Now, Joel and Shay are going with the Christian Missionary Alliance to make Jesus known with the people that God puts them in contact with, just like A.B. Simpson did 100 years ago in New York and started this whole movement. And that is the connection that it has with this morning. Well, before we do that commissioning, the formal part of the commissioning, Um, we're going to look at a personal encounter that Jesus had with one of the people that that lived during his time. Now, Pastor Rod was supposed to be continuing this series uh, of, of our Mark series, but unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID. So, we are going to look at this passage and see how it ties in to commissioning or sending. So if you'll turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 45. Now, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Okay, so Mark 1, 40 to 45. In this, I'm going to look at the main characters. I'm going to look at the man, at Jesus, and at both of their reactions to the action of this story. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. 
If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you've been cleansed. But the man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus, and he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. I think this passage is pretty self-explanatory. But as I moved through it, it was like, oh my goodness, there's so much that we can apply to our own lives. First of all, the man. Well, what was his condition? Pretty obvious. He was with leprosy. Now, I don't know if any, I'm not going to go into a description of leprosy, but if you look it up on Google, it's not nice. And in that day, there was a stigma around this, that they were completely separate. They had to be completely separate from, from the people. And so it was pretty obvious, the condition of this man. He was desperate. So what did, let's look at some of his actions. Well, he came. He came to Jesus. That really impacted me because, you see, there was other people that came to Jesus. There were those who came to hear because they hadn't heard a teacher like this before. There was those who had come to get food because they heard that he fed 5,000. There was those, those Pharisees, and they were there to critique, to accuse. They were even looking for ways to judge this man. But this man came to Jesus, and it hit me that there had to be a personal encounter with Jesus. You see, when I was 18, I was doing a study on Philippians 3.10, or I was part of, of a group that was doing a study. What hit me was that I, Paul said this, that I may know him. And, and by the grace of God, God gave me that grace to say, you know, I don't want to know just what the church tells me. What the, who the church says Jesus is. And I was part of a very good church. In fact, this church. <laughs> and, and I didn't want to know just what my parents told me. because And my parents were very good Christian people. I want to know Jesus for who Jesus is. He wasn't going to listen to the Pharisees who told him he's a heretic. He's blaspheming. He wasn't going to listen to those people who were there just for the food or just to tickle their ears. He wanted to have that personal encounter with God. So I don't know if there's something that's holding you back. Oh, I'm not going to that church because I was hurt by the church. Or I knew some Christians and they're the worst hypocrites. That's not who's called. That's not who you went to see. He went to see Jesus for himself. See Jesus for yourself. Don't let somebody else tell you who this Jesus is because they might have it wrong. Find out who this Jesus is. So he came. What was the second thing he did? He came and he knelt. So in front of Jesus, he recognized the authority of Jesus. The Pharisees came in their nice clothes and, and their clean-looking look. And they stood on the outside to accuse. He came and knelt. 
he recognized the lordship of Jesus Christ. He knew his desperate situation. The third thing was he begged. He knew. You see, so many of us are hiding what's inside, that leprosy that nobody sees. We try to appear nice and clean. I mean, I did. I tried to. I hope I don't have any spots around me. But like I do too, I try to look good. But Jesus knows what's on the inside. And we try to hide it, even to ourselves. But this man couldn't hide it. And he's begging. He recognizes his condition. All of us are broken. All of us are a mess. And Jesus wants us to get those messes out so that he can heal us, so that he can clean us. And that's exactly what this man was begging for. He said, if you are willing. Now, I love that. I, I just, I love that phrase. If you are willing. <laughs> he didn't come in there commanding. His, I mean, he's begging. He, Jesus could see his desperate condition. He knew his desperate condition, but he let Jesus be Lord. He said, he gave him the authority and he rec recognized it. If you are willing. So it wasn't a lack of faith, because his next words were, you can heal me. You, like there was no lack of faith there. It was like, I know you, I've heard about you, I've seen some of this, I know who you are. You can do it if you're willing. So the humility in which he came. Unfortunately, a lot of our society is shaking their fists at God and telling God who he is or what he can and can't do. They don't know the Jesus, or they're not desperate enough to know the Jesus that this man was coming to. And then he said, you can make me clean. Now, I, um, I don't know how, if he knew how clean Jesus could make him, but he could have been responding to what is said in, Le in Leviticus 13. Back in the Old Testament, there was this law. Those who suffer from a serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. What kind of identity is that? As long as a serious disease lasts, there'll be ceremony unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. That may have been what he wanted. He wanted a change of identity, but he didn't realize the change of identity comes from being cleaned inside. So then the next verse, Jesus, as we look at Jesus, Jesus moved with compassion. <laughs> I mean, I, I could just stop there and we can meditate on that. You see, so many people, how can, how can a loving God do this, 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 and this? They don't know God. They don't know this Jesus. My experience does not define truth. My experience is my experience. It doesn't define God. It doesn't define Jesus. Nor does my interpretation of my experience define God. This is the truth. This is who Jesus is. And Jesus moved with compassion. And you may say, I haven't, I haven't experienced that compassion of Jesus. Well, maybe looking at the condition of the man. Because Jesus didn't 
wasn't moved with compassion for those people who came to pass judgment on him. In fact, he called them whitewashed sepulchers. You're dead inside. You look good on the outside, but you're dead inside. But he knew that this man knew his condition and was honest about it. He was moved with compassion. So then what was Jesus' actions? He reached out. I don't know how many of you have watched The Chosen or what you think about it, but the, the, this exact scene is in that story. And I don't know how moved you were, but when this man appears, of course they've made him look in desperate conditions, which the man was, and his disciples, of course, knew these laws. And the reaction of the disciples are, get away from us, get away from us. Jesus, and then, then, Jesus moves towards that leper. And his disciples, those religious people, those guys who had learned the Torah, said, Jesus, don't, like, don't touch, don't. They were desperate for him to stay away from that man. But Jesus didn't pay any attention. There was no fear of man there. Jesus was moved with compassion. He knew his desperate situation. And you know, I think he felt his rejection, the feeling of rejection, I mean to say, because in John 1:12 it says, he came onto his own and his own received him not. I don't know if you're feeling rejected. Jesus felt rejected. He knows what that rejection feels like. He could feel that man's rejection and his identity of being unclean. But then he didn't just reach out, he touched him. Like all of those actions just speak compassion. Nothing about that man turned Jesus away. Nothing about that's in your life, whether it's hidden to you or hidden to everybody else, is going to turn Jesus away. Because he knows that he can fix it. And he knows that there's that power. It reminds me of the prodigal son. In the story of the prodigal son, the father, when he saw the son far away, he ran towards him. Jesus, it says in that song we just sang, he's running after me. He's running after me. He's, gonna, he's reaching out. He's willing to touch the base, base things that are in my life. And, and then Jesus' words. I just, like... This is so full. I'm willing. I'm willing. You come to Jesus with any of your brokenness, with any of the garbage that nobody else knows about, and he says, I'm willing. I'm willing. And he said, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared, and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone. I'm going, Jesus. <laughs> like this man has been deformed and he's been very, very sick. And you're telling him not to tell anyone? And I, I wondered about that in the past. Like, wh why would Jesus say that? And then why in Matthew chapter 28, which is all about this morning, go into all the world and make disciples. He's telling all of us to do that. So then I think the answer is down in verse 45. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus and he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded spaces. 
Jesus knew, Jesus was human. He knew he couldn't handle all of those people. He was one man. But he also knew that he came to make us all like Jesus. And so in Matthew 28, when he tells all of us to go, it's because he knows that the Spirit is going to come and empower each one of us so that all of us are, can be Jesuses all over the world. He couldn't do that. He was one man. But he didn't come just to be one man. He came to make us a new humanity so that we could, all of us together, and all of the church, the body of Christ, could handle the crowds. He, as a human being, right then, could not. So then, but of course, but then there's this one phrase at the end. This will be a public testimony that you've been cleansed. Jesus knew that it was going to draw attention. But I asked myself, if I've been touched by Jesus, is it a public testimony that I've been cleansed? It's just a question. So then what, of course, did the man do? The man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. <laughs> 